Hey everyone, welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark, a bonus episode of Long Story Short, the podcast. I'm Megan. I am Wendy. Today we are discussing Mix Up in the Mediterranean, the third of four movies in Hallmark Channel's Love Ever After series. If you're new, Megan, that's me. I'm a longtime Hallmark fan. Wendy is newer to the game, although I don't <laughs> think we can call her new anymore. I mean, she's in deep in the Hallmark world. I sure am. And I just, it's never, it's not going to stop. It's just this juggernaut <laughs> now. Here we go. We're just rolling right through spring next. If you want more from us, be sure to listen to our regular podcast episodes every Tuesday. And if you like TV talk, you should be a Patreon subscriber because this week we're recording a bonus podcast episode that is available only to Patreon subscribers. And we're going to be talking all about the new season of American Idol. Of course, you can always follow us on Instagram, where we are Megan and Wendy LSS. And you can pop on over and join our Facebook group, which is Long Story Shorties. Send us your emails at Megan and Wendy's Gmail. What was that? It's <laughs> Megan and Wendy at gmail.com. We love your emails. We love any feedback. Send it our way. And Wendy made a comment before we started recording this episode that leads me to believe I am wrong about her impression of this movie, but we would love to hear your impressions of the movie because often we disagree. So if you agree with us, if you totally disagree, if you think you're way off base, let us know. Mm. And with that said, I believe Wendy has a synopsis for this movie. I do. This is Mex Up. Mex Up. Oh, my goodness. Mix Up in the Mediterranean. A small town cook impersonates his big city chef twin to compete in a culinary contest and falls for the woman in charge of the event who thinks he is the brother who is married. Stars Jeremy Jordan. Woohoo. All right. And Jessica. What are we going with here? I'm going with Lowndes. I'm going with Lowndes. I'm sorry. I don't know your name. I know she played Silver on the 90210 series. So remake. Yes. And she's quite possibly the most beautiful human on the planet. Oh, my God. Those eyes are stunning, right? (laughs) It's like, I hate you a little bit. (laughs) She's so pretty. Gorgeous hair, gorgeous eyes. Yeah. Beautiful. Anyway. Speaking of beautiful, we need to jump straight into news and notes and talk about where this movie was filmed. Talk to me about it. Our lovely Hallmark movie actors finally get to get out of Canada because they filmed on location in Malta. What? Yes. (laughs) Wow, this is a big budget movie. I mean, you could tell that they were on location somewhere. Um, They were supposed to be in Malta. That's where they had said they were going. But, you know, often they are not there but i did look it up and as well as went to the instagrams of both of the lead actors and yes they were in malta it was absolutely gorgeous i thought they got really lucky in terms of where they got to film really i know i was watching the movie and i was like hmm where in canada can this be (laughs) (laughs) it's gorgeous super awesome and it was filmed in december 2020 so I don't know what the international travel restrictions were that allowed them to do this, but I'm very happy mm. that they had the opportunity to get out of the Great White North. Yeah, that's cool. Any other news and notes? Well, so uh, Jeremy Jordan and Jessica Lowndes, maybe Lowndes, both let's have... Just, let's just call her Jessica. 
have Instagram presences, which is not always the case for these actors. And um, they both sing in addition to acting. And while they were on location, they co-wrote a song about their characters. What? And they recorded it. The song is called Alive. And you can stream it on Spotify. You can buy it on iTunes. Wait. We will leave a link to it in our show notes. You can listen on their respective Instagrams. We will also leave a link to that. I honestly thought it was sweet. What's it called? Alive. Oh, she's got a beautiful voice. Trying to play my cards just right. We cannot stop this feeling tonight. I want to be in love again. Hey, he's got a nice voice, too. I know. I'm feeling like country vibes from him. And they're both so pretty. I can't handle it looking at this video. (laughs) I don't hate it. (laughs) No, I'm telling you. I know your initial reaction was a little concerned, but Uh, it was a sweet little song. I enjoyed it. uh, I'm going to definitely watch their video or whatever they made for it. So Yeah, yeah, there's an Instagram TV video. I think it's worth giving it a watch and a listen. It doesn't sound bad to me. No. What were your first impressions of this movie? Oh my gosh, I'm so nervous. You're nervous? Yes. Uh, I liked it. I thought it was very funny. Yay! I <laughs> loved this movie. I really, really did. And I, the whole time I was thinking, oh man, Wendy pisses in my Cheerios tomorrow. I'm going to be so sad. <laughs> no, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. And what I liked about it is it didn't fall into the, like, it wasn't a Valentine's Day movie. Yeah, it was just a love movie. Yeah, so they can, like, show this one anytime. It's not just going to be in February. So, yeah, I en- I enjoyed it quite a bit and thought it was quite funny. I did, too. Um, what did you like about it? I have a... Nice big list, actually. Good. Uh, I thought, okay, at first I didn't know their names. So I just put, Chef Bro keeps <laughs> speaking in French. And I thought that was hilarious that he kept, you know, I don't even know any French words, but he kept like saying French things and he would be, the other brother would be like, stop doing that. You're not French. You're from Alaska. So. <laughs> I love that. And I also thought, knowing absolutely nothing about a French accent, that he had a good French accent when he spoke in French. <laughs> I saw I thought that was good. What about you? Uh, well, look, I loved Malta. It gave me the aspirational hotel and travel content that my travel-starved heart desires right now. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been to Malta? No. Have you? No. <laughs> I'm not even quite sure where it's at other than the Mediterranean. Well, I did write that the beautiful scenery and I asked where was this filmed? So I'm glad that you cleared that up for yeah. me. Um, okay. So I wrote down here, I like the banter between the brothers. Are these twins playing parts or bravo to the actor who is playing both parts? It's all Jeremy, and he did such a good job playing two parts. Yeah, I thought really well he did a good job. Because, you know, like, I don't know how they film those twin scenes. Is he, like, talking with, like, another actor? Like, is he acting off of another actor who's not in the shot? And then they, like, superimpose the twin shot on top of that? I don't know how they do these things, but I thought he was great. Well, based on my extensive knowledge of how the show Live and Maddie was filmed, (laughs) 
typically they use a stand-in and then there are a couple scenes where they're hugging so you can see like the back of a stand-in's head head. you know most of the time it's just the two scenes overlapping i don't understand the technology for that but um I would assume they have to have a stand-in so he knows where to talk, so he's talking to someone. But they definitely had, obviously, someone to play the back of his head. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, do you like anything else? I still have a few more. I thought they were a well-matched couple, even though I also thought they might be a candidate for the siblings or dating Instagram account. I thought they looked great together, and I liked their chemistry. I wrote that, too. I said there's a nice, playful energy between Meg and... Josh. I, Josh as Julian. I, I have some thoughts about that later on, but I thought there was some nice energy between the two of them. So yeah, I thought they played well off of each other. Mm-hmm. I loved that the story was really more about Josh and Julian's relationship than it being about the relationship with like a love relationship with yeah, Meg. That was like frozen with dudes. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what I wrote. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. I one of my favorite parts was at the end, the final cooking scene, Josh asks if he can switch sous chefs. And Henry goes, Oh, uh, a chew. I uh, <laughs> like no way. I honestly, some of these lines could have gone so cheesy so quickly, but I thought the humor was very well executed. I agree. I have so many like funny lines that I plan to share on our Yay! Girls Gone Hallmark account. So yeah. And I loved their kiss at the end. I thought it was I thought it was great. I thought it was good. I loved it. Is that a wrap on what we liked? That's a wrap on what we liked. Time for, uh oh, I have so many roadblocks placed in the way of our movie couple. Uh, <laughs> it was more roadblocks in like the plot of the movie, but they mm-hmm. all kind of play into the couple. I mean, right. of course, we have first, uh oh, Julian hurts his back. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, uh-oh, they're going to lose the restaurant if they don't win the competition. Yes. And actually, what we first have is, uh-oh, Julian is rude to Meg at the restaurant, which sets oh, yeah. her up to not like him. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-oh, Meg assumes Josh is Julian and Josh gets the wristband. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is so funny because that just seems like a weird... Uh, caveat to their competition that you have to keep this wristband on the entire time. Well, it was really the only way to make Josh have to be Julian because Julian has like a minor recovery. So, yeah, they had to have some way to lock him into place. (laughs) Go ahead. You got more? I have, uh uh-oh, Meg hates a liar. Uh, I have that too. X was a liar. This is a potential relationship built on a lie. Yep. Yeah, I also have, uh-oh, Pepe the Pew tattles on Josh and Julie. <laughs> <laughs> Pepe the Pew. I could never understand his name when they were saying Etienne, it. Etienne, but um, I just, he very much had. Now, if that is his actual accent, I'm very sorry to that actor. I don't believe that it is. And he just had that very affected French accent. And to me, he was Pepe the Pew. Pepe the Pew, yeah. French competitor earshot of conversation he hears it um here's a couple of other things um dad minimizes meg's career yes you know he really wasn't into uh her being an event planner or whatever she really was which i have problems with her 
job duties as an event planner for this cooking competition as well. (laughs) Well, and when he does, he's like, fine, do that and let me give you money. I mean, I don't know what parent isn't like, hey, you want to make it on your own? That's amazing. He's like, please take my money and let me help you be successful immediately. I want to build my own empire. (laughs) I was like, oh, an event planning empire, guys. I mean, I guess they exist, but... Yeah, I mean, Mindy Weiss, Mindy Weiss. I, I know that's the, that's the one I thought of as soon as I said it. <laughs> but yeah, I I agree. There's probably not. Um, there aren't many other names other than that. I yeah. have no more. Uh oh's. Do you have more? I got a couple. Uh oh, okay. truffles. Truffles didn't ship. Oh yes. And, and now, like, how? Okay, this is what I, I I wrote it down somewhere, but I don't see my note here. Are truffles from a certain region, or are they yeah. from? Okay. So she was expecting truffles from France. Is that right? And my understanding is, like, they're hard to find. Like, they use, like, truffle-sniffing dogs. I don't know. I know yeah, something. <laughs> Pigs, I think, or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyhow, so the, the their friend, the other chef guy, just happens to know, have a hookup for some truffle hookup. He's got a black market truffle dealer. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, It was just funny. Oh, and this was funny, too. Uh Uh-oh. Somebody sabotaged the fridge, the cook station, and Uh all their ingredients are bad. But then they're in the, like, hotel kitchen going, hmm, what do we have here? What can we put together? I'm like, this is a cooking competition at, like, a world-class resort. They don't have access to extra ingredients. Come on. Yeah, that was a little... Even if the cooking competition aside, you're at a beautiful resort. They're going to have a very well-stocked kitchen. You're going to be able to find whatever you need. Yeah. It was like she was looking through my refrigerator. (laughs) (laughs) What can we throw together with one piece of chicken and a slightly moldy piece of cheese? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, and finally, my final uh uh-oh was at the end... Uh, when they got busted, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. When they when they find out that there are actual twins here, Meg gets fired or oh. almost fired. Would why would she? That, but yeah. Why would she have been fired? It was just made me mad. <laughs> yes. Okay. Moving on. We need to discuss that okay. later. I have some thoughts about that. Okay. Um, the lightest section for me is the what we wished for section. Absolutely me as well. So I was taking notes and um, through the first like 75% of the movie, what I was hoping is that rather than having Josh masquerade as Julian the entire time, like when they're not in the competition and we get an answer to this, but I was like, why can't he just be himself? Because they know the brother is there. And at one point, Julian goes out dressed as Josh. So I thought if he wants to have this connection with this person, why can't he just switch back into his Josh persona and go hang out with her? Of course, we get an answer to that. And that is that she doesn't know that they're twins, which, okay, is odd to me. Yeah, I I don't know why they didn't do that. So you wish they would have fix that in the story well i thought because my big what i didn't like is there are a couple like playful cute flirty scenes with 
um, Meg and with Josh as Julian. And there's yes. one especially where they're like cooking at his station yes. at night. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this would be a really cute scene, except that the man that he is supposed to be right now is married. So yeah. it was hard for me to be like, even though I know, I th- I don't know. I thought it was an odd pairing. Like, we're supposed to be rooting for this couple, even though mm-hmm. she thinks he's married and he's pretending to be his brother who is married. I thought maybe I could root for them more as a couple, even though I did root for them as a couple in spite of being a little uncomfortable. Um, if we had more of Josh being himself, of course, we find out later on that she's not supposed to know they're twins. She knows he has a brother. She knows the brother is there, but we don't know that it's twins. Right. Right. Except Etienne does know that they're twins. So yeah. that was I don't know, that's a that's a unclosed loop for me. I got you. Um I do have some comments on that particular scene and in our did you see that section. Okay. Um okay, I only really have one note in the wished for area and I'm not quite sure how to say this delicately. Um so the actor playing Julian, his mannerisms were very much of a stereotypical like caricature. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Um, kind of feminine, a little bit flamboyant. And what I didn't like about that is that they were almost using it for laughs or like comedy and because they were so different the brothers were so different right Mm -hmm. um so i just wish they didn't like play into this stereotype of like what a uh, gay man would be i agree i that uh i bumped on that too and i didn't think you know i know that they needed to differentiate the two brothers but i think they could have done it in a different way me too. Um, I think he did play up those mannerisms, and I agree that it was done for comedy. And the movie was funny enough. We did not yeah. need it. And I didn't find that part of it funny. So <laughs> Me neither. Yeah. yeah. So I just was like, uh, why did they do that? I mean, I wonder if it was like a director choice or if it was an actor choice or how, you know, how they made that decision. I mean, I get why they why they did it, but I just wish they would have done something different. Right. It's time for Did You See That? Questions, plot holes, and things we just need to discuss. Okay, I have a couple. First of all, Cook Bro. Now we know that's Julian. He, no, no, not the Cook Bro. That's not Julian. Josh, he like gaffs at like the cost of truffles. Like he should know this, right? Like he, I I don't cook. I know that truffles are very expensive. Like I just like, that's dumb. That's good. Don't make this guy from this cook from Alaska be an idiot. Like, he, I think they even said that he got a scholarship to yes, exactly. culinary school. So he would know something about truffles mm-hmm. or at least the cost of them. Anyway, now you go. Uh, when Meg is discussing her two month rule, my brain was like foreshadowing. I knew we were going <laughs> to see a return of that. I uh-huh. knew exactly how it was going to play out at the end. You could already see the conflict, what was going to happen, and that she was going to need that time to get over the betrayal in her mind. I will say that was one of my favorite scenes at the very end when he was like, give me my two months. I was like, I love it. Like, that was realistic to me. It wasn't like they were just like, okay, now I'm in love with you. Let's kiss and be happy ever after. 
Like, yes. I, was, I was take that was time. cool. I loved it. I love that part. Okay, so Meg and Josh as Julian are having these big life talks, like she's telling him about her relationship with her dad and this and that and whatever. And to me, it borderlines romantic and intimate. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, it's like what you said earlier, like, how am I rooting for this couple when she thinks that she's talking to a married man? You know, like, I just thought the scene was so weird because that's a conversation between two people who are actually, like, getting to know each other on a romantic, intimate level. And, like, this is just a friendship between the two of them from her end. And we, what she didn't have in this movie, Meg's character didn't have a friend. She didn't have a buddy to have these conversations with. So we never really got to see her work through if she had any feelings of conflict in her brain about hey i'm kind of enjoying spending time with him but hey he's married right i don't think she ever acts inappropriately um but it's clear that she's developing feelings for him and i would have liked to see kind of a discussion on her end because we see it happen with the brothers julian says like oh you're you promised your girlfriend a spot in our restaurant. Yeah. So Josh sees it happening, but it's also, or Julian sees it happening, but it's also odd that Julian doesn't say, hey, you're playing me and I'm supposed to be married. <laughs> Maybe yeah. spending like, a cool. long time with this woman isn't the greatest idea. Yeah. Um, I laughed at the chef named Patrick O'Shea from Ireland with red hair. (laughs) (laughs) And when when they called him as a finalist, they show him go, yes. And I was like, (laughs) all right. I have here. Why would the cooking competition be outside? I think we've seen that, though. I think I think we've I've seen that on cooking shows. Um, Yeah. I've you're going to use a beautiful outdoor, but then you're going to get uh, bugs and then you have to can't have temperature controlled space. I get it. Right. I mean, I've watched a ton of Top Chef and always when they have to cook outside, it's problematic. It's not like they're in a controlled space, like a industrial kitchen, you know? Yeah, she's not as pretty. I get it. I get it. Um, okay, let's talk about that scene. And you've already touched on it when Meg and Josh are... Josh as Julian are making a hamburger or something outside again right. uh-huh. in in the cooktop where their competition is supposed to take place. Yes. Like they're using it to make dinner. Like it was just weird, a weird choice. But again, like it was clearly a romantic kind of situation. Like, you know, they're like, she's like pushing out the hamburger bun dough or whatever it just was romantic and kind of sensual but she wasn't feeling romantic vibes because or was she but he's a married man she was that's the part that of that scene that bothered me and he walks around he and he puts his arms around her to kind of her yes i was like look this is a very cute scene if this were josh as josh and meg i would have loved it i was totally buying into their chemistry i just didn't like that at that moment he was supposed to be his married brother and that is I I don't, you know, I don't know how you make the conflict work if you know all along that there's twins. Right. But 
We do know that there's brothers. She knows he has a brother. They discuss the brother. One of the other chefs meets the brother. We all know all along that there's brothers, 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 brothers. I think we could have eliminated this slightly icky factor if mm-hmm. when he's not himself, when he's not Julian, he gets to be himself. And then they could be building this relationship. And you still have the lie. But, but she's actually building a real relationship with the right man. Yes. Because yeah. I get it. Sometimes I feel like the characters in these movies, when there's a betrayal and they get very upset, sometimes I feel that it's overblown. But in this mm-hmm. case, you know, I understand her feeling of betrayal because, you know, he was pretending to be a different person all along. And I'm sure she felt conflicted about developing feelings for this man who is married he put right. her in an awkward position. Yeah. So that's when he put like got behind her and like put his mm-hmm. arms around her. Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to think of it as the perspective of me. If I was a single woman and this married man came and like put his arms around me like that, I would have had some sort of like pause or some sort of reaction. Right. And we never get into the like what she's thinking about part of it so it was just weird the whole thing made me uncomfortable actually i think she needed a friend even someone back home even someone she just talks to on the phone because we know that her boss is not someone who's kind to her she doesn't really have a friend other than josh slash julian in this movie and i think she needed that so we could get that dialogue that kind of working through the thought process on yeah i think she needed like an assistant or somebody to be like hey this is weird right or i don't know uh do you have any more I have a small one, Chester, who is the former winner of this competition, barges into Julian and Henry's room, which, I mean, who would do that in a hotel? What if someone were changing? I mean, he opens the door and he comes (laughs) flying right in. You're in a hotel room. Someone could be naked or in their bathrobe or walking out of the shower. I know he needs to catch them, but I thought nobody does that. Nobody does that. Okay, I have a couple couple minor ones okay uh peaches ice cream and raspberries is the final dish of this competition i know i mean come on come on and then of course they make a baked alaska i knew i mean i knew that was coming (laughs) um they made they did make it like bougied it up with like their little glass coverings and whatever whatever beautiful baked alaska but yes of course also the event planner which she was she Mm. was reviewing the contract and mm-hmm. found the loophole that he could still participate in the competition. I just was like, how many hats is she wearing? Like, Well, and to your point earlier about her getting fired because they lied, I thought, no, this is not her fault. She didn't do anything wrong. They cheated. Bamboozled her. Yes. Yes. There's, yeah. She didn't do anything wrong. And the, uh, I disliked that. Yeah. And my last one, this was some conversation, some dialogue between them. Uh, Josh says to her, what about us? And she says, there is no us. Mm -hmm. And I was like, duh, she thought she had a friendship or a potential working relationship with Julian, not Josh. And Josh was the one that was falling in love with her. That is just that whole component of it was such a mess. 
I do think that's where these movies were not meant to watch that closely. And we're just kind of <laughs> supposed to enjoy the chemistry and the beautiful scenery and don't think too deeply about it. <laughs> and just just enjoy the pretty people <laughs> in a pretty place. Yeah. And the kiss at the end. Mm-hmm. I think that really played into that here. What are you going to rate this movie? Uh, this is a solid three-star movie for me. Wow. I gave it three and a half. I liked it more than Beverly Hills uh, Wedding even. Oh, um, I what did I give Beverly Hills Wedding? Three, Three. stars, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I find it on par with that. I just there was just that one component of the story. If they had like worked that out with the writers about Josh and Julian fixing that whole situation between those two, and it would have been more for me. But three star, I enjoyed it. I would likely throw it on again if it was on. So Hallmark has begun to tease their first movie outside of the Love Ever After series, which is titled Fit for a Prince. But I am not at this point seeing a new series of movies like we don't have Spring Fling being named yet. I don't know if that's what's coming. It's not in the Hallmark checklist app. So we are just going to wait and see if that's a standalone movie or if it's a part of a new series. But next week we have... It Was Always You, featuring Aaron Krakow and Tyler Hines, who, by the way, friends, his fans use the hashtag Heine, (laughs) which is so unfortunate because he's such a pretty man. But Uh I have a feeling he often plays a character who's very grumpy in the beginning of his Uh movies. And I Uh think that's the character we're getting from the previews. Uh But I enjoy him. So I'll work past it. Again... (laughs) It was always you, the final movie in the Love Ever After series next week. And, you know, we're going to be back for Fit for a Prince. You know we're not going away, even if it's nope. not part of a series. Um, we would love it. You know we would love it. If you would leave us a rating and a review, if you take a screenshot of your review and send it to us in an email with the subject review, we are going to choose five of you to send Starbucks gift cards to as a thank you for leaving us a review because it helps us out a lot. Until next time, take a listen to our Tuesday episode and have a great week. Bye. Goodbye.